Welcome to Maximum Octane and your ride to the entrepreneur's evolution in the automotive industry. I'm your host, Kim Hickey, former shop owner turned industry educator, speaker, and entrepreneurial motivator. Each week during our ride together, you will hear unfiltered stories of inspiration and transformation shared by successful business owners and CEOs. Their experiences will motivate you to do things you never thought possible, encourage you to reach your full potential, and help you to exchange unproductive habits for productive ones. While many of my guests will be related to the automotive industry, it's crucial in the world of tomorrow that we stop being silos and we open our minds to ideas and inspiration from other industries as well. We also know that to be truly successful in business, you must have a healthy work and home life balance. All of my guests are handpicked with these crucial elements in mind. Our industry is evolving by the second, and we need to as well. Buckle up, because here we go. Welcome back, everybody, to this week's episode of Maximum Octane. As usual, I'm super excited about my guest today. Long, long, lot of years now, started out as a client and now one of my uh, dearest friends, which is why I love what I do, Donna Hazeltine. How are you, Donna? I'm good, Kim. How are you today? I'm really doing well. I'm excited about our talk today because it's so important. And I just have to show you this mug I got the other day or or water thing, the queen bee thing, which actually you and your husband named me that many, yep. many years ago, I think, right? You were the ones yep. that started that. So I just got, I got an anonymous gift from John Doe. So whoever that is of this, and I can't figure out who it is. So if anybody out there knows who John Doe is, <laughs> For my, my cup, my hydro. So I'll be drinking water. So Donna, I asked you to come on today just because I like to talk to you is one thing. <laughs> but two, you are a kick-ass business owner and uh, was not anything you wanted to do when you grew up. You didn't dream of this as a little girl of one day I'm going to be a business mogul in the automotive industry. Was that, was that your dream growing up, well, Donna? No, I was a hairdresser for many years. No, this was the last thing I would have ever thought I'd be doing. And they're <laughs> like, Hey, <laughs> yeah. Nope. Sometimes we just got to get in there and get things done. Right. That's so right. someone's got to do it. Someone's got to do it. So over the years, your, your role has definitely evolved at the business and, uh, one of the things that I love that you're doing now is jumping in like you always do and saying, this has to get handled and I'm not going to allow anything or anyone to get in my way. And, and you're doing that with your what if plan right now, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. It's something that um, I, I think until you get in that situation, you just you don't think about it or you don't think you need to have it. But it is so, so important, whether you're young or middle-aged or whatever, it's definitely something we all should be working on at all times. So it should be a work in progress. Should be. And and I love that you kind of got together with some other business owners and said, listen, we're not going to wait for anybody to decide our future or what happens. We're going to take the bull by the horns. And you kind of started your own little group to help and support each other for building your what if plan. Right. Yep. Yep. And that was awesome. We did that. And um, the fact that we supported each other and we kept each other accountable 
was the whole thing. Because if you, it's like anything, you procrastinate, right? You think, you know what, I'll start on that tomorrow. I'll do it tonight. I'll do it next week. And, and we don't. So when you were doing it with somebody or in a group and you're holding each other accountable, and plus it's more fun that way. You can share information, you know, and what, what I don't know, someone else might know or, or contacts on how to, you know, reach people. And it's, it was definitely good doing it as a, as a group than trying to do something on your own. One of the things yeah. just popped in my head, you and your husband own American Import in, in Venice, Florida. You're actually the reason that I live in this area now, because I came to see you guys and was like, wait, I like this place. I'm going to I'm going to move. So. Yeah. All right. So what if I think when we're first starting out our businesses, we're so busy just worrying about staying alive and paying the bills and doing those things. The last thing that we're thinking about is, well, if something were to happen to me who would handle this? Where would this go? Because you're just in the middle of the fires. And as you mentioned, it doesn't matter where you're at, what stage in the business, what stage you are in life. It's important because whether you're on the business one day or 50 years or whatever it is, if something were to happen to you, someone is left with a mess. And one of the things I always hear from people is I work so many hours and I do all this stuff and I miss games and I, I'm doing this for my family. I'm doing it for their future. I'm doing it for them. And you're not, because if you're going to leave them with a mess of what if, if, if something happened unexpectedly, you're, you're not doing your family any favors. What was your aha moment? Cause we had talked about it over the years. We got to get your plan. We got to whatever. And mm-hmm. like most business owners you are like, okay, that's tomorrow's problem. Not today's. What was your, what if moment? Um, I think my aha moment was, you know, I had a lot of the basic stuff together. I mean, yes, we have a will. I've got a, a, the, the trust. We've got life insurance. We've got all that stuff. Um, but my aha moment is when my husband became sick and was taken right from the doctor's office straight to the ER, straight from the ER into the hospital, from the hospital into the procedure room. And um, as I'm sitting there, that's when it really hit me. I thought, man, you know, what if something did happen to him? What if, what if when he comes out, there is a problem, there is an issue. Um, what am I going to do with my business? What am I going to do with my business? Um, what am I going to do with all my internal customers? You know, how what's going to happen to them? And how long will this last? I mean, we may come home in no time. He may be wetter in no time. But what if what if we're out for a month or two? Or that's when it really got me and um Oh, talk about anxiety. I mean, just, you know, you just don't know. And, you know, when you've got, you know, 5, 10, 15, 20 team members that are depending on you to run that business, because this is how they feed their families, you know, that's when it really, whoa, the, the bricks really came down on my shoulders just a little bit and made me realize that I need to have a plan on what I would do if something was to happen to him. And this was all left up to me. So I think the heart wrenching part for most people, they don't realize you have when someone is ill or like Jeff got rushed to the hospital, right? You you have all this emotional thing about your partner, your life mate, whoever it is, you know, you're worrying about them physically and emotionally. And then you have to be like, oh, wait, let me in, in, you know, I can't just be in the moment of that. I better start thinking about these other things with the business. And when you are forced to make those kind of business decisions in the middle of an emotional upheaval, a lot of times we don't make the best choices, right? Because it's like, yeah, everything's. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So having something put together definitely makes it much easier. One of the things I think when we, we, we started talking about it was 
you sat down, made a list of everything you did and then everything that Jeff did and, and said, wow, you know, just as equal important, if something happened to you, Jeff mm-hmm. wouldn't know how to do a lot of these things. And there needed to be a what if plan on both sides. And I think that's another thing people have to be aware of. Sometimes they look at one person and say, oh, we have to build this what if plan around if something happened to that one person. But it's not. It's everybody involved. What What if? What if happened to this role? What if something happened to that role? What if, mm-hmm. you know, all of that? Exactly. Yeah, it definitely goes on both sides. And you're right. When we made that list, you know, there's so many things that I do take care of that my husband, Jeff, would have no clue how to take care of. And honestly, I think at this point, he still doesn't think, he still doesn't think of those things. I don't think they think that way. I don't know. You know, yeah, so maybe you spit out my one. <laughs> you know, doesn't know. But it is both ways. I mean, he would be clueless on a lot of things. So to have that plan to put together and make sure someone else, whether it's a family member that's in the business or you're second in command or someone's got to know, you know, what, how things work and what the plan is. So yeah, it's, it's, it definitely goes on both sides. Another piece that I think a lot of small business owners don't think about is when something like this happens, and it doesn't matter how tight your team is or how close you are or they're like family. When when someone goes back to the shop and says, hey, this person that may or may not be perceived as the the business or whatever, and something happens to them, their immediate thought is going to be, oh my gosh, what is my job security? How will I feed my family? What if he doesn't come out of it? What if she doesn't come out of it? And so it's so important that when you have a what if plan, you even talk about it when you're interviewing people and let them know this company is solid. You know, we have provisions for whatever. And there's, there's someone will continue this and we have contingency plans and your internal customers need to know that as well. And so whether you talk to them about it quarterly or annual meetings or whatever, and let's face it, some of the people we know in business, they're, they're starting to get up in age, you know? So here comes somebody young, they want to work somewhere and make a career of it. And they're looking at an owner going, oh my gosh, they're 60 or 70. They're near death because, you know, they're 20, which I know when I was 20, I thought, I think 40 year olds were close to death's door. (laughs) So, you know, it's important to look at that and, and be able to let people know this company is structured to be here for ever. You know, we're not going anywhere. We, we have plans in place for transition of leadership mm-hmm. or ownership or whatever that it is. So it's, it's a great thing just to have conversations um, for that. Yeah. Being transparent, I think is really important with your people. Cause that's something else I thought about when I was put in that spot is, um, you know, they're thinking the same thing. If something happened to him, what's their job security? And at the time they, they didn't know, do they even know? No, because we had never talked about it. We haven't have it ever said anything. And to be really open with with your team members and that, you, like you said, you do have a plan. If something was to happen or, you know, if it was to be out for a short time, we do have a plan. And like you said, the business will go on. So and having someone else in that business to know, like I said, if you had a family member, manager, someone needs to know what's what's going on. So definitely. Uh, and procrastination is so huge. Can't procrastinate. It's a, there, there's so many pieces to it that you have to keep up on. And then unfortunately, there's the contingency for if both business owners are together and something happens there, you know, unfortunately, there are car accidents and other 
pianos falling on people's heads or struck by lightning or whatever, things happen that we don't plan for. So then what's the plan? Because that's another thing that I see sometimes with businesses. They have the plan for, you know, one person and maybe someone else, but then what, where, what is the next tier? What is the next level? And that's something you really had to think about you you and Jeff and your entire family. We're going on a vacation somewhere and all going to be traveling on the same plane. And so that, that gave you some pause there to start thinking about things in it. Yep. Cause even when you have this stuff in place, you have to revisit it, right? When you have your will or insurance, you got to revisit it to make sure things are done properly. Yes. I planned a trip for my whole family to go uh, to a wedding out in Texas and we're all on the same plane. And that's when it kind of hit me. In fact, I was working on this and if I was not engaged on putting this together, I don't know if I would have ever even thought about it, but um, it just hit me that what if something happened to all of us, you know, we're all in the same plane you know, so I immediately called my attorney and, you know, asked how is our will set up? Of course, we hadn't revisited the will in several years and um, how it was set up was not what we would have wanted. So um, we discussed it, discussed it and got back with him and told him, you know, listen, you got four days. I'm really sorry, but we're leaving in four days and this has got to be changed, you know, before we leave. So. So it was changed a couple hundred dollars and it was exactly how we wanted it. So even when you have those things in place, make sure that we revisit them. You know, once your kids are grown and of age, things might change. You gain assets and stuff. Things may change. Really, really important to do that. So, yeah, I'm glad we thought of that. Yeah, that was really huge. And with a group now, I want to circle back to that a little bit because the group that you put together, there were all different levels of involvement in the business. What are some of the other things that popped up that maybe people should be thinking about? Because you're you're at the business every day, right? And you do a mm-hmm. lot of the things there and you know pretty much everything that's going on. But even you who very actively engaged in the business sat on that in that waiting room and said, oh, crap. I may be able to do a hundred things and know them inside now, but here's a couple of things that I don't know what to do. What are some of the other things that popped up in the group? So some of the other things that that popped up is, is number one is as bank accounts, bank accounts and credit cards that some of the significant others were not even on the accounts. They weren't on the checking accounts. They weren't on any bank account or credit card. So if something was to happen, they're not even a signer. I, I don't know how, but that's something I think you really need to have covered. You know, even like you said, what if something happens to both partners? What happens then? You know, so personally, I believe you just have a, a beneficiary listed at the bank. But as far as um, business accounts, they have to be in your documents, in your corporate papers, I believe. So to make sure that you have that covered, there was instances where that was not covered with some some of the people Another one we talked about is some people that are not involved in the business. They don't even know what they own. You know, of course, they know what they have at home. But as far as at the shop, you've got big equipment, but you've got the medium sized stuff and you've got the small stuff. What is yours? And do you even know? You know, someone could tell you it's yours. You wouldn't know if it wasn't yours. You know, pictures was a great thing we talked about having pictures of stuff. And inventory. Inventory. Yep. And have things in writing, you know, have it in writing, make a list, know what's yours and what's not yours. And another big one came actually, which is really was crazy, is that there was people that didn't actually have a will. And there was a few that didn't even have life insurance. So things that are so simple that we would think that everybody should have, 
they just don't have. It's an investment in you. It's an investment in your family, investment in your business. And some people don't have that. So that's where people, I think, really need to start around those big things, um, making sure that you take those action steps. You know, now that you're mentioning that, I just, I want to, because it's one of my little pet peeves, so I'm at a soapbox for a minute. I get so frustrated hearing from people, we don't have the money right now for a will to do it, or we don't have the money for life insurance, so we don't whatever. And then I look on you know, Facebook or I hear from them, what'd you do this weekend? Oh, we went to this place and we went on this vacation and we bought another quad or they get their nails done every week or they go get Starbucks every day or whatever. And you have to make choices and listen. If you really look yourself in the mirror and say, I feel it's much more important to buy a cup of coffee every day than provide my family with life insurance, then that's on you. That's, you know, I'm not judging, but I just hate the excuses because if it's important to you, you'll find a way to do it. And if it's, and again, when we keep saying we're doing this for our family, we're building this for our family, we're doing whatever you're not, if you're, if you don't have a what if plan, because somebody is going to be left with, again, all of those things to do. And it's, it's all right. I'm done soapboxing about that, but gosh, darn it. Yeah. And I heard that excuse too. I heard someone say one time, we just don't want to spend the money right now. I'm like, Oh my gosh, we're kidding. So when, if not right now, when, you know, and, and that's what I loved about you because I think a lot of us get into whether it's at home or the business or whatever, most people have somebody in their life that, okay, we're going to plan on doing this together because this is our future, our family or whatever. And you're waiting on another person to do it. And they might not see the same importance or whatever. And you just were like, you know what? I am not waiting. You are not determining my future and you know what I have to do. So I, I, I love it. One of the things I started, and if anybody heard me giggling, I wasn't laughing at Donna. I was, when, when Donna was mentioned about taking an inventory and pictures, I would be willing to bet that nine out of 10 people don't really know how much their significant others or whatever spend on whatever, or if it's just another partner in the business, like what do they really spend on that? Because everybody's got a lot of times a guy or they get a deal or they have a whatever. So what is that, all that value, you know, and who's going to help you? So if you don't have an approximate value of the items and, you know, what is their useful shelf life? How do you know what to sell it for? How do you know what the going rate is? And so we kind of always laugh because your husband is a deal guy, right? He's always like, oh, I had this deal. I could have passed it up. And we laugh that, you know, a is a $50,000 motorcycle. He got her for a thousand dollars, you know, yeah. so <laughs> You never know what you're going to find. Yeah. If you just went off, oh, and I, you know, I see those jokes with people that, you know, buy craft things or cricket machines or knitting yarn or whatever. It's always people sort of play down how much they spend on their, their hobbies and stuff, but that's a real thing. So if there is a, what if, and someone has to sell or liquidate the business, where do they even start? So let's talk about the team that you started assembling to help you with your what if plan. So I guess you're talking about um, like an advisory board. Yeah. I like to call them key people. That just sounds advisory board almost sounds a little scary. Maybe, you know, key people sounds a little bit better, a little bit softer. Anyway, I think that's one of the very first things someone should do is just get a list of the key people. These are the people that would help you get through this tragedy if, if it was to happen. So 
you're talking about, you know, tools or bikes or, or whatever, knowing you, your tool person or your, your auto dealer, whoever it is that you buy your stuff from, um, your banker, your banker, your attorney, your accountant, your financial advisor. I think it's really good to have these people um, have their contact information, but also to have, have a relationship with them. Don't just know who they are and where to find them, but have a relationship with those people. It, it just helps in so many ways. And if you ever got in a bind, whether it was with the bank or, or with a unit attorney or whatever, they're there, you're on a name basis. I think it's really, really important, not just to know them, but to have a relationship with them. So that's, um, those are probably, and maybe your second command manager too, but you need to have those people in place. Yeah. There's a lot of people you need in your corner and make sure if it's possible, you know, if you're thinking about selling or whatever, is there a business real estate agent mm-hmm. that you have a relationship with? Is there a, you know, tax attorney, uh, uh, different types of attorneys that you need a financial person, Mm-hmm. somebody at a church, somebody, anybody that, you know, don't, don't shortchange the list and think about who do I need to be a key person in my life if something happens emotionally, because it's, it's going to hit you from all sides, right? Not just the business. And I am shocked sometimes at maybe a family or a business has a quote unquote financial advisor or an attorney, but only one of the partners or one of the people I've ever met with them. So then now mm-hmm. in the middle of everything going on and you're in an emotional state, you have to call this person and talk to them and have the most intimate and detailed conversations with them. And you've never met them before, you know, and right. yes, they might have some knowledge of the business, but it's, it's important that, you know who those people are, who's the first call, who who can you trust, you know, if it's somebody, hopefully you have people in the industry that you can rely on to help guide through. And there's, there's a difference too. There's, there's, you know, what if plan and you have to have contingencies for not only each of the partners. And then if all of that is that one, you know, the second tier and third tier, but there's a big difference between permanently, what if out of the business and somebody that's, you know, temporarily disabled, like in a coma or something. And and we've seen a lot of issues with that as well, because sometimes the business people have set up, if the person passes, they have the life insurance, they have whatever, but if they're in a, in a non-responsive state that those things don't apply, what's in the, you know, most of the time in the will, or depending on how your trust is written, Mm -hmm. you don't get life insurance, you don't get, you know, so do you have power of attorney if that something happens to somebody, one of the people involved in the business so that you can make actions? We've seen so many businesses that somebody was incapacitated and non-responsive and the business just like fell apart because everything was set up for if they died, not if they were sort of in limbo. And so that's really a lot of people won't do disability insurance because it's too expensive or, but like you just said, those situations do happen. They do. Yep. And to be covered is sure much nicer than to not be covered. So um. even workers comp, I, I, a lot of business owners don't pay for workers comp because it's in their head that they're going to take their pay no matter what. But if you are in a non-responsive state and, and you're acting as a position in the business, that business has to pay somebody to do what you do while you're unavailable. And so will there be enough money for both of that, if you're not mm-hmm. getting some kind of disability or workers' comp benefits, um, for sure. So, some of those are some of the things to think about as well. 
for sure. Um, I have to laugh. I got to, hopefully you don't mind tell this, but uh, <laughs> Jeff had called me <laughs> the one day and was like, Queen B, what are you telling my wife to do? And I said, what do you mean? He said, you know, something about the what if plan. I said, yeah, I'm, I'm very proud of her and that needs to be done. And you, you know, shame on you. You're not part of it. He's like, where, how did the house windows come in? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I love that you were like, listen, if you're not taking this ride with me and I'm driving this bus, it's going to be my way. And so you replaced your windows because you were like, what if something happens to Jeff? You won't know what to do with the windows or how to fix them. From windows. We're in Hurricane Hurricane Valley. We got to make sure we're protected, you know. But I think one thing, too, that I've realized, and, and, and of course, every everything's good. But I mean, no one is going to take care of you better than you. If you want to be sitting in a good situation, you need to make it happen. You can't wait on anybody else. You just, it's up to you. You need to make it happen. So that's been my take here the past couple of years on, on putting this stuff together. I just realized if I, if I want to be secure and feel comfortable, you know, or as comfortable as I could be, you know, I need to get it together and I need to do that. No one else can do that for me. I need to do it. So yeah, I just think people just need to make it happen and get a partner to do it with or join a group or, you know, do something, ask for help, ask a coach or um, business partner. But it's so important to have something start somewhere, you know, somewhere is better than nowhere. Right. So, One of our favorite book is I'm dead. Now what? I think that that's a great place to yeah. start just, just to start filling that out for each yeah. of the. And it's a nice space. I have that book right here, Kim. I just, I'll show it real quick. So it's a nice little paperback book. You know, that gives you nice little, it's a little where you can put your entries in on passwords. You know, just recently I had a, an acquaintance that passed away and it wasn't like a week later. I seen his daughter was putting out there on Facebook looking for companies or does anybody know how to get into cell phones or computers? Because they didn't know the passwords, no passwords to get in, to get into this stuff. So um, just knowing passwords and combinations, have it written down. And this book is really great because it has a spot for you to put all that stuff in. I've also seen on occasion in more than once, sadly, but people have everything laid out and written out and all the passwords and combinations and they put it in the safe and nobody has a combination to the safe. So unless you want them to have to get a safe cracker in like somebody somewhere has to be able to do that. And I don't think people realize the red tape that goes into if somebody passes away and you're not on the bank account and away for the mm -hmm. death certificate and the, you know, all of the things, then you have to prove that you're the beneficiary. And so if there's not a will, you know, it's like whoever gets there first and can, mm -hmm. can claim it. And so that brings up another piece that people need to think about today in today's world, there, there are a lot of people on second, even third marriages and, that we see a lot of stuff happen with the the business owner and their children involved, but they have a spouse that is not the the child, their biological children's parent. And so the spouse would like things to go one way and the children are like, well, that's not how it goes or that's not, you know, what my dad or my mom or whatever wanted. And the spouse is like too bad. Um, you know, Mm -hmm. the spouse. And so what I say goes. And so you really have to have even another layer of protection with that, because sometimes the interests are not as aligned when it's separate families like that. Right. It's, 
And I think another point too, that people need to understand that this is nothing you're going to tackle this weekend no, or, 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 or this or in this next week or whatever, you know, it's going to take time to put all this stuff together and, and not to scare everybody because it's really not that hard once you get moving, but it takes time to, to get everything put together and get all your contact information and your people put together. But um, the, the sooner you can get started, the sooner you'll, you know, you'll be there. And like I said, I believe even like with your will and stuff, you have to constantly revisit it. So um, it takes time to put it together. So it's not that you're going to do it over the weekend, but you got to start, you know, somewhere. And definitely you need an attorney that you trust to, to advise you. Mm-hmm. Do you need a trust? Do you need a will? What is the best in your situation? Different states have tax laws that are very, very different. So you need to look at that too. And how will the things affect that, you know, is, is you willing it to somebody or leaving it to someone going to make them pay an exorbitant amount of tax, or is it better to have a corporation where they're, you know, you could transfer shares. You have, you have to look at all of those things and, but you have to start somewhere. So I, I think, you know, getting that book is, it's, it's a funny title. I always laugh when <laughs> we talk about it, but it's just a great place to start right. to, to have you start putting things in order and, and know with it. So, well, I appreciate you coming on today. And I just wanted to, at the last couple of minutes here, you have a organization you're very passionate about. And I, I think every time I read the stats from you, I am so shocked at that this is still going on in the world and, and in the United States. I, I just, it blows my mind. Do you want to talk about your efforts with the human I trafficking? Can do that. Yeah. Yes. Well, so, um, so for 11 years now, we have raised money for an organization called Hope for Justice. They are based out of Nashville, Tennessee, and they actually are worldwide and they, they assist the victims of human trafficking, helping them get back into, you know, into the real life living, education, uh, restoration, health. It's just, a, you know, once I got involved with this and learned a little more about it, it is just devastating that human trafficking happens right in our backyard and it is all over and it is just the scariest thing, you know, now as I'm a grandmother, you know, and, um, to think about, you know, that this, these are people, so this is someone's daughter, someone's son. I mean, this, it goes on and it is, uh, it's just goes on more than we would ever think. So, um, yeah, so we, we raise money in our business. We sell like soaps and candles and air fresheners for the cars and different things. And we donate once a year and it's just a great organization and, um, just making awareness, getting the awareness out there to people is, is really important because it's, I hate to say, but I think it's just, it's a growing a growing it's thing a pandemic. There. I mean, it's a it's, pandemic. Yeah. I, 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 so many people really, and and I think honestly, until you and I really talked about it, it's not something you think that happens here. You think about that happens in other countries mm-hmm. and third world countries and whatever that I, I mean, the, the numbers just are so incredible and every day and it's increasing, it's not getting better, it's getting worse. And so I'll make sure that there's links on there and maybe I can have you come back on just to talk to about that a little bit. Cause I, I think it's a very worthy mm-hmm. topic, but that's something else. A lot of times like the what if plan that we don't really think about. And so goodness, it's a lot. And you do a lot for charities in your town and community involvement and I, I always admire that about you. So you are an inspiration to others for sure with well, all the, the giving back that you do. All <laughs> right. Any final words for our uh, listeners today? 
I would say just get started. If you haven't done anything, you know, let's just get a notebook, notebook and a piece of paper and a pen and just get started. Make sure you got a will, you got insurance, take care of your loved ones, take care of them. For sure. And so, take care of yourself. Take care of don't yourself. Don't be, don't you be on the receiving end of the, there wasn't That's a right. what if plan, right? You okay. come first. We come first, right? Yeah, we take sure care do. Ourselves. Just like they say on the airplane, right? That's an example you use. Yes. Yes. So that's what they say. So real quick on this plan, don't overthink it. Make it simple. Just like that little card that's on the back of the of the seat in front of you at the airplane, that little card that gives you their what if plan. It's simple. Whether you're nine or 90, you can read it and you can understand it, right? Because it's simply put together. So make it simple and just get started. Wonderful. Thank, Thank you, you so much for joining me today. And everybody stay safe and uh, make good choices and stay inspired. And I will be back next week. Thank you again so much, Donna. Thank you. Bye-bye, everybody. Thank you for listening to this episode of Maximum Optane, your ride to the entrepreneur's evolution. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. If you have any questions, comments, topic ideas, or you just want to be a guest on my show, I want to hear from you. You can reach me directly at mlpodcast at autotraining.net. Thanks for listening and keep seeking information everywhere that you can. 